We talked all year about how the Niners could be the team of destiny after their near finish in last season. We talked the last few weeks about how the Lions could be the team of destiny, America's sweetheart indeed. Which NFC contender indeed wore the crown and is on its way to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? Throughout this season, America has looked for one man to take down the Swifties. And we thought we had that man in Captain Lamarica and the Baltimore Ravens. But alas, Travis Kelsey decided to show up and it's going to be another another couple weeks of the Travis Kelsey show. Shame on us, but we have hope still. We have hope. Two weeks to Super Bowl Sunday. The teams are set. Sunday scares with Bucks McGee breaks down what exactly it took for them to get to the magical day in Las Vegas. Nutmeg, sir. There are times when when you gamble and you hit. And you, you know, you're like, all right, and, and you get a rhythm and, and you just you stick to what you know. But there are other times when you have to say, you know what, if it's not working that day, just cut it out and just stick with what you know. Dan Campbell, for some reason, just feels just you gamble and you gamble and you gamble. And look what happened there in good old San Fran. How you doing, sir? Uh, I guess we probably should have known how this one was going to go. After that Cowboys game late in the season, MCDC <laughs> sure is aggressive, and uh, it kind of hit him in the rear end a bit uh, in the most pivotal game. And when you think about it, when you think about it, the final score was a three-point difference. If he just kicked those two field goals, changed absolutely nothing else about the entire game, just take the two field goals, the lines wouldn't change. You know, every that's the problem. Everybody, you know, applauded him, and they were like, "Yeah, he's aggressive." You know, he's there; they're there to win. And sooner or later, it does bite you. You know, when when you cash in on it, it's great, but you also got to remember that there will be a time that it that will backfire. And unfortunately, it's the wrong. This was the wrong time. <laughs> Extremely the wrong time, and. It, it just it just kind of felt like the line, you know, the line started out quick. And I think everyone in America was like, all right, well, Chiefs, Lions, Super Bowl, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but and it just felt kind of like the Niners said, OK, we took your best punch. You know, it's going to be all right. There's another half a ball to play. And the Lions kind of just took their foot off the gas. They got. They got, you know, trick plays, you know, the flea flickers. There's no, there was no reason for the flea flickers at all. No reason. <laughs> like, why? Why? Right. It's not like you were down by, you know, four with like a minute left and you needed that play. Just keep doing what you're doing. You had the Niners on the ropes. Why try to get pretty with this stuff? Made no sense. And then, yeah, going for it when you didn't need to, should have played smart. And now 
Brock Purdy's the man. You try to get pretty. At least don't throw to Reynolds. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Cadeau, yeah, I'm telling you, Tony Hands. He, he, man, he can be playing for the freaking Chiefs next year, man. He fits right in. Yeah. I think Kadarius Tony probably went incognito in a Lions uniform in this one. He said, well, you know, I'm not active today, so I'm going to go to San Fran. Maybe I can, you know, get some play. Yeah. Now, with the uh, the overaggression by the Lions in this one, on what, like the first one I almost gave him a pass. You know, like, okay, it's probably not the best decision, but this is how you got there. This is how you've been playing all season. If you if you t if you stop being aggressive now, your team your players are going to think you not you don't trust them. You don't have, you're not confident mm -hmm. in their ability to make the big play. So I kind of gave him a pass on the first one, but the second one, come on, it already it didn't work once. <laughs> don't do exactly don't try it again. <laughs> exactly like all right, we tried it the first time, it didn't work. Let's just let's just continue. You know, we've been able to run the ball. We've been able to pass on them. Like, we've got them on the ropes. Let's just be smart. Let's take our points. Nope. We're going to go for it again. And then you screw the pooch there. And then after that, after, when that second half hit, it was like the lights went on in Purdy's mind, and that man just turned it to a whole yeah. new level. Um, we're he, got... he, he was what Lamar should have been today with his legs. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Complete switcheroo, right? But the quarterback don't want to jump ahead, but all I didn't know Brock Purdy could move that quick. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you'd see him break the pocket. I'm like, oh no, he's gonna take a hit. He's done. He's gonna die. And he just was like, he was a man on a mission, and they could not stop him. He's the quarterback. You're like, just slide, just slide, just slide. No, and he's, he's like, no, nope. fifty yards on the ground. He's like, this is cool. I'll go for twenty twenty five. He goes, Lions defense. Who cares? He's like, where's Hutch? Hutch ain't around. Yeah. He was like, he was looking for CJ Gardner. He was like, oh, you're talking some, you talking some smack. Come and bring it. No one, no one for miles. Yeah. Um. So let's. Uh, we could certainly rip into MCDC uh, all night, but let's uh, let's let's give him a break for a minute. Uh, take mm -hmm. his uh, uh, kind of poor decision making out of the picture for a bit. The Lions got mm -hmm. off to a really impressive start. Every draw, every possession of first half, they were running. They, they were running down the field. They finally, we've been screaming at them for weeks now. They finally had a balanced rushing attack. One drive, it was Montgomery. The next drive, it was Gibbs. Back and forth, back and forth. They're both lighting it up. We had Jameson Williams sightings all over the place. Although there was quite a little bit of a gap between when we saw him the first time and when we saw him again. But regardless, he was there. Amon Ross St. Brown was unstoppable for the vast, yeah. the vast majority of the game. So. Aside from Dan Campbell's kind of bonehead decision making, what changed from first half to second half to kind of torch the Lions' chances in this one? It was that eight minute period where the 49ers erased a 17 point deficit. You know, they had the fumble. And I'll tell you right now, that catch by Ayuk. Oh, the off the face mask. Unbelievable. Oh, did it give you PTSD to David Tyree? <laughs> no, because that was like some helmet catch, whatever. That this that, that catch is way better than a helmet catch. Like they can't even compare. But it was like the like I said, it was like the Niners said, Okay, we took your best shot. Now we haven't played our best yet. And it's like they it's like they flicked the switch. And they were able they were able to get pressure. They got some turnovers. 
And I'm sorry to tell you, it was, it was the Brock Purdy show. That second half, Brock Purdy played like a could-be MVP, which we know he won't be. But he took the game on his shoulders, and here you go. Yeah. So let's switch gear to talk about the winning side, and uh, I maybe I maybe I channel it a little bit uh, for uh, the viewing faithful who may not know what the reference is, uh, and to the audio the the audio audience later. I'm wearing my Gamecocks garnet to, in in honor of Debo Samuel and the Niners. <laughs> Oh, Debo, you know, toughed it out, had, you know, had the show, you know, the shoulder was acting up, had his little, you know, back and forth with CJ Gardner during the week here. And, you know, Debo makes that offense go point blank. He makes that offense go. So what did the, what did the Niners do wrong in the first half? Because they really just had that one possession where everything was CMC down the field run couple passes, but it mostly run. But CMC all the way down the field, they scored a touchdown, show some life. What did they, outside of that possession, what did they do so wrong in the first half? I think they were just into the second half and then just uh, catch the right breaks and go from there and never look back. I think they were just stiff. I, I don't know if it was just they were just shocked that the lines were coming out so fast. Um, I think they were pressing a little bit. Um, once they kind of went no huddle and a quicker pace, that offense really started to move because I think it got Detroit, you know, rattled a bit. And then it was almost, I don't want to say they were playing playground ball, but it wasn't as stringent as the first half. Like it was just like, you know, Purdy was like, okay, first read, second read, nothing there. I'm gone. It was a faster paced offense. How many parallels did you see? Um, between this game and last week's game against the Packers, uh, similar kind of flow to the game and uh, momentum to the game where they just had a horrible first half and then uh, turned it on in the second half and closed it out. What, what kind of parallels did you see between the two? Yeah, they were like, I think this week they were better offensively. You know, it just seemed like once they, it's like last week they, they won, but they just won. The second half of this game, it was like they said, all right, we know what we got to do. Let's play fast and just let's just play what we know. And that's what happened. They let Brock do his thing. Uh, they started getting Kittle, you know, involved in the game a bit. But they just played. They felt looser. I, I think they didn't feel pressure. And and it showed, you know, everyone everyone contributed. The defense, you know. Played loose, played, started playing faster. Was able to get a couple timely turnovers. So for me, I think it was just this game just felt more of a 49er game the second half than last week. Last week they just got by. This game, second half, they turned it on and were the Niners that we know. Yeah. Um, and how much does this offense? I mean, this was really proven that he had over 130 all-purpose yards. He scored a couple touchdowns. It just continues to be cemented into the ground that this offense needs to run through McCaffrey. He, he is the engine that makes them go. And when he's on, he is an unstoppable force for this team. Best back in the league. If there, if there were any questions, answered today. Um, but I, he does make the offense go. But I think when it comes to the overall – 
I, I just think Debo brings something. I think it's because Debo is the dual threat. Yes, you know, CMC, you know, run game, pass game. But Debo, for some reason, when he's not in, in that offense, they just seem to sputter a bit. I don't know what it is. But you got to give CMC his credit. Um, he played well. Uh, Debo had some catches. And the second half, this this offense looked like the Niners offense that we know. Yeah, and to that point, I mean, Purdy, uh, you know, he didn't he, he didn't make he didn't really he didn't make really make mistakes in this one. Uh, uh, you know, they had plenty of incompletions, but none of them hurt none of them hurt the Niners, and he spread the ball around. Evo had mm-hmm. a good game. Ayuk had a good game. Uh, CMC was all over the place. Kittle got involved late. So. Was this kind of you know you've you've already sung up Purdy's praises a bit, but uh, how how much how important was it for Purdy to have really shared the love in this one? And, and oh, I think it's important. Around? I think it's important. I think for the Niners to be at their best, everyone has to be involved. I think you know CMC and Debo spearhead the offense, and I think as you funnel it through them, everybody else eats. And I think you let Brock just you just let him go. I think if you run run the offense at a you know at a no huddle fast pace type, that's when they're at their best because teams don't know what's going to happen. They can't. It's not like just one star or even two. You literally have four or five you know all pro type guys on this offense, and when you start going no huddle and quick pace, you don't know where the ball's going. And then at that point, Purdy can do whatever he wants, and that means if that means he wants to get out in the pocket and run a bit. He can do it. And uh, the the uh, their, their defense, the, the two defenses as well, we, we thought this was going to be very evenly matched up front and the difference was going to be made by Detroit's lacking in the secondary. But we really didn't see a ton of pressure from either defensive front. The off, both offensive lines, for the most part, really stood up and held it on. They did. The Niners took advantage when they when they did get the pressure. You know, um, they were able to cause a fumble. Um, Bosa had some sacks. So I think at the end of the day, Golf may have got may have had some happy feet. I think you know once you and you saw it once he got some pressure on Golf. Some of his throws were a little wide, a little high. And Purdy, you know, when he got pressure, I think he he could handle the pressure a bit better. He just, you know, he wouldn't make a stupid mistake. He'd pull the ball down. He, he'd eat a sack if he had to, but he just seemed, you know, he could handle the pressure better. He was able to scan the field, read and make his all his reads. I remember the thought that escaped me before when we were talking about weapons. Uh, what was it, Jennings, when Purdy was running out of the pocket and he committed the cardinal sin of all quarterback throws and Sure enough, Jennings in there one hands it. Uh, one hands it. <laughs> you know exactly. That's like stuff you do on Madden. You know, and what's funny is they're like, yeah, the cardinal rule: you don't throw across your body, you don't throw it like that. But you know, Purdy seems to be able to do those things. He doesn't do them often, but when he does them, they rarely come back to bite him. So that's just Forty Nine er football, I guess. Brock Purdy style. Um, so of course the Niners now advanced to the Super Bowl and they set up a rematch from a few years ago when Patrick Mahomes won his first championship. And sir, I you are not you are unfortunately I know uh, not spared from another uh, another potential Chiefs title and uh, 
another week of Taylor Swift in the press box. <laughs> no, I got Brock Purdy. I'm hanging my hat on him. Brock Purdy is the greatest of all time for this week. <laughs> for the next few weeks, Brock Purdy. I felt this in watching, you know, this game, whichever team, Niners or Lions, whoever came out of this, the way that these teams played, I feel match up, matches up extremely well with, with KC and, and should be able to beat them. Well, that's uh, – you say that in spite of the fact that this Kansas City defense has continued to prove just how good it is. And it's weird to think of them as a powerhouse because you look at their playoff run, they went through Tua – and that Poen offense, that Poen Miami offense, granted in a frigid uh, Ar- Arctic conditions, they uh, took down Josh Allen, who was potentially the hottest quarterback in the league at the time, and and now and, and now they they completely shut down Lamar Jackson. Now I don't know how much play calling came into a play uh, uh, came into factor, or if Lamar just had it in his head that I need to pass, I need to pass, I need to pass. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to be the old Lamar. But that's three. Very solid, all pro level, Pro Bowl level quarterbacks that the Chiefs defense has just rendered uh, not necessarily useless, but certainly not themselves. Nope, nope, not buying it, not <laughs> buying it. L- Lamar did. If Lamar played this, played today like he played against Houston, they win. They didn't run. They, 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 for some reason, I guess either forgot to run the ball or just decided not to. And yeah, they were going to throw all game. Made no sense. They didn't do what got them to the dance. Now the Chiefs were were kind of like the Lions. They were two different teams on beginning in the first half and then the second half. You know, I'll, I'll give the Chiefs defense credit, but it wasn't like it wasn't like Baltimore. You know was just, you know, this potent offense. They just almost like just showed up and were scared to play. You know, they made stupid mistakes and basically gave the game to the Chiefs. Now, I'm not taking, hey, the Chiefs are going. I'm not going to, hey, you're going, you're going. But if you were to sit there and, like I said, if you look at the Lions and you look at the Niners the way they played today, you take the Lions in the first half, Niners in the second half. If those two teams play those halves fully against the Chiefs, the Chiefs can't handle it. Chiefs can't. I'm sorry. I don't believe they can. It was the Travis Kelsey show. That's all it was. Let's be real. And for some reason, Baltimore couldn't stop it for whatever reason and just didn't run the ball, was just inept on offense. And Chiefs only won by seven, so it wasn't like a blowout. Yeah, well, speaking of not being able to stop anybody and also uh, Baltimore uh, players and assets not showing up, uh, that's squarely on the defense in this one. And they really did not come to play. They got they got this team in a hole early on, and, and it was enough for the Chiefs defense to kind of coast a bit. Uh, so how how much of a black eye does that look on, on the, this previous defense, which was very good all season, to just uh, put – their offense in a hole, put Lamar Jackson in a hole, and they, they just couldn't they, they just couldn't come out of the gates early and make a statement. I'll be honest, I don't think they put him in a hole. If that if you look at how that game progressed, that defense got better. It was the Baltimore offense, you know, you know, Flowers, I give him credit, had a great game, but you got to protect that ball when you're diving for the end zone. They didn't run the ball. They didn't do their defense 
any good. You know, the defense gave up 17 points. That's pretty elite in the NFL. If you're if you're a defense and you're giving up 17 or less, you're pretty good. They held the Chiefs to 17 points. Now, everyone needs to sit there and give give both, even though they lost, give that defense their flowers because it was Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes is great and blah, blah, blah. If you're going to talk him up, even when he only puts up 17 points, then you got to give that defense some credit. So, yeah, and get the first half, that defense, you know, started out rough, but they held it tight. The offense is what failed them. They should they should have freaking scored more. They should have ran the ball. They had a chance to win this game. They just didn't. For some reason, the offense just wasn't there, didn't show up. I don't know what happened, but it is what it is. But I, I don't think the defense played horribly. I think they got better as the game went on, especially – on a couple fourth downs where they were able to stop Pachanko. Um, the defense did all they could as the game went on. They slowed down this the offense, you know. But Baltimore's offense was non-existent. Someone that uh, didn't – or the one that should slow down. And for some reason, I don't know why it, it took him 18 weeks this season to look like a professional ball player. The man had one catch. The man had one catch. It and was he the celebrated. biggest catch of the game. And, and you saw he like stumbled and <laughs> fell backwards. Okay. And then he's like pumping his fist and doing his whole whatever. Like, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Like, so, for those if you figure out who we're talking about, that is Marcus Valdez Scantling. Like, he's going to the Pro catch. Bowl or something. <laughs> like, really? Like, I can get it. You know, if the man caught 80 passes for a thousand yards, then you go ahead and you've earned that first down dance and whatever you want to do, but you stumbled and fell and barely caught the ball. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. Biggest play of the game. They lucked out because Patrick was like, please, Lord. He said, please, Lord, someone do something because no one else besides Travis Kelsey was catching the ball. I mean, it also takes a certain amount of uh, kind of brass balls to call that play in the first place. Because that, that drive was set up perfectly for Baltimore. You figure Casey's going to run the ball. They'll stop him. They'll get the two-minute warning. They have the whole two-minute warning to cut try and come back and tie the game. And not only does Kansas City pass, but they throw this bomb down the field. <laughs> but you, but that's Andy Reid. You have to expect the unexpected. You know, and that the reason they probably did that was they probably felt – you know what? Maybe if Baltimore gets the ball back, this is where the this is where they score. So, is that saying that you you know Andy Reid wasn't feeling the defense? Maybe he was like, oh, maybe my defense is about to break. Let's do this. Let's try something. Hey, it worked. I'll give him credit. It wasn't the prettiest thing I've ever seen. But hey, you know what? But I'll tell you this: if you play like this against, the, I think the Niners are going to play a lot better than they did mm-hmm. from Super Bowl Sunday, and I. I'm sorry. I just don't like the Chiefs at all. I think they they got lucky. I, I just do. And I'm not and I'm, and I'm not sour grapes. It's just like all week, all the next couple of weeks, we're going to hear you know how you know they handled Baltimore and blah blah blah. They didn't look pretty. You had to go to the you had to go to Travis Kelsey, and for some reason, Baltimore just decided not to stop them. And that's on Baltimore. It's totally on Baltimore, but. You want look at that game. It just they weren't that great. It wasn't like it wasn't like a 35, 40 point chief game that we've been used to in the past, you know? 
let's talk more about uh, Taylor's boyfriend because we were talking about, uh, you know, who does Baltimore take out of this game? Uh, and figure, like, we've been dumping on the Chiefs receivers all year long. So you figure, you know, yeah, and, and Humphrey played in this one. So you would think that they probably wouldn't need that much extra help to take the receivers out of the game. Double mm-hmm. down, double down on Kelsey. Bring someone in over the top to make sure he doesn't beat anyone down the field, uh, and just kind of like you know spread the box a little bit to take away, take away the underneath stuff. And he none of that worked. <laughs> Kelsey was grabbing balls from the jump. He got the, the touchdown right off the back bat to kind of set the tone. Uh, that was a, a, quite the old the Kelsey of old that we've kind of been missing. Hmm. Oh, totally. I'll give the guy credit. Yeah, he had a great game, you know. But I think the the driving force was Pachenko. You know, Pachenko played solid early in the game until Baltimore was able to, you know, put a hat on him a couple times and kind of slow him down. But, like, common sense, if you sit there and watch that game, it's like anything else with the Chiefs. The pass game goes through Kelsey. Force them to go somewhere else. I would rather you double Kelsey and say, okay, Scandling, you're going to be the man. Get your 10 catches for 100 yards. Let me see you do it. But even if that's the case, what this came down to was just Baltimore offensively just was horrible. Yeah, just with, with, the Kel- with Kelsey, let's talk a little bit of legacy because a couple things happened. Uh, in this game, he, he broke the uh, all-time postseason record for receptions, uh, passing the great Jerry Rice. Uh, how does how do you think that those records compare? I mean, it's always difficult to compare eras. It's apples to oranges, but I mean, it, it, more impressive, less impressive, as impressive. Compare, you know, Kelsey's postseason career to that of the great Jerry Rice. Like you said, it's eras, so it's. It, you know, we play we we enjoy football now in an era where there are more games and things of that nature. So these records just fall, you know, a lot a lot quicker. Um, Rice's era was it was a dangerous era, man. Like no one was protected. Like you know, you got you know they lead with the helmets. Um, it was rough. Like you you know, it was a totally different era. The defenses got free reign. I'll give, you know, Kelsey is his due, but I think when we look at these things as these records as they fall, I still think you kind of have to give the nod to the eras of old because it was tougher for them to do it. And uh, the other we want the other the other um, legacy aspect we want to compare. Um, now, Patrick, even with a win, would still be quite a few behind Tom, so he's not there yet. But Kelsey, oh, this question but, here. But but, yeah. but okay. Kelsey okay. is creeping up on Gronk. Gronk's hold a fond place in your heart in not one but two uniforms. So now, how does the tight end question of all time compare between Kelsey chasing after Gronk? You know, it's it's gonna happen. Gronk, you know, Gronk retired. You know, Gronk put his body through a lot more than than Kelsey did. Let's be honest. You know, Gronk, to me, is more of a complete tight end than Kelsey is. Kelsey is a better Tony Gonzalez. 
Let, let's be honest. Kelsey is a more Kelsey is a more offensive player than than Gronk. Gronk is a to me Gronk is a total package. Gronk would get his nose dirty and block like nobody's business. When you watch Travis block, he's okay, but um, you know, I, I don't think he's you know a, a great blocking tight end. I think I think Kittle is better oh. when it comes to blocking and such. Oh yeah, you know, if you're talking, you know, I think. If you're talking offense, okay, Kelsey's the guy. I'm, I'm gonna take that from him, but I'm gonna want a guy who's gonna get his nose dirty, you know, block downfield, stiff arm, you know, push guys into camera rigs and such on, you know, Monday night games and such. I want that dirty tight end, and you know, Kelsey's not that guy, which is, you know, not his forte. It's great, but if he breaks the records, that's 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 fine, you know. You know, you can break them in losing in losing efforts. It's cool. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It happens. Um, you need some solace. Yeah. So let's turn our attention now to the Super Bowl that we've now set up. Uh, Niners, I didn't see the line right away, but uh, Niners, I did see, are getting the early uh, gambling edge. Um, Shoot. The they should. So, they better. Now, I, I, I'm I, – kind of maybe hold your feet to the fire a little bit because in the last couple of weeks uh, at one point you said that if Kansas City could pull this off, this would be the most impressive Kansas City championship. So It would be. It would be because of uh, because they've hung their hat on their defense. It, it, honestly, their defense is what's gotten them here. No one can sit here and, and make a case to me that says, you know, it was Patrick again, Patrick leading the charge. Patrick's numbers have dipped career lows literally across the board. Their defense has kept them in games, has been what has made them. Them and Pachenko, that, that's it. If the defense wasn't as good and Pachenko didn't run like he has, they probably would have been bounced in the first round. So, nope. If they if they win the Super Bowl, then, yeah, then it's got to be a, a low-scoring defensive battle, and then I will give – I will give the Kansas City Chiefs defense their due. Let's look at a little. I mean, we'll, we'll go a little bit more granular next week in a preview, in a full preview episode. But let's take a little things uh, and talk about now because the Kansas, like we said, Kansas City defense has been what's carried them. Uh, mm -hmm. How do they stack up against McCaffrey? Or, or from uh, maybe from a different perspective. Uh, do they match up? Do they have a better chance of holding firm up front and keeping McCaffrey from going off? Or do they have a better chance of defending all the litany of options Purdy has to go to? Here's the problem. I think Kansas City is great when they can handle one, one, one main option. So let's not. We'll, we'll take McCaffrey out. Right. We'll, we'll we'll talk strictly tight end and such. If you look at the Niners with all the other weapons, I don't know if Kansas City's defense for a whole game can hold up. Like, I think Ayuk is going to be a massive X factor. I think he, after this game, I think he's primed. If you were, it wouldn't surprise me if he was named Super Bowl MVP if they win. Oh. I think he's, I think he is going to have a game. Now, I give credit, like I said, I've given credit to the KC defense, but you've got Kittle. You got Debo, and he's gonna be Debo's gonna be healthy. You got Ayuk. You got their fullback, Khrushchev. 
he that guy he's running routes. He could probably he might do a little damage. And you got McCaffrey. So you've got four or five guys. Their defense hasn't really had to face that. Like who in the AFC is similar to that offensively? I uh, nobody really. No, I mean I guess you could have said Buffalo if you know Gabe Davis showed a pulse. Please, whatever. <laughs> that man had, that man has had a pulse since like week four. <laughs> So there's really nobody, and they're, and they're a fast offense. And the Niners are most dangerous to me when they're no huddle and they're just going, 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 going. Actually, I guess you could have said Miami too, but, you know, they can stay healthy. <laughs> Who, who's their tight end again? Oh, Yep, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So I'll get Miami in a way, but – the Niners run that offense so much better than Miami does. Miami just throws the ball straight down the field and hopes Tyreek catches it, and it is what it is. But so no, I think it's really going to test test that you know that Chiefs defense. And, and uh, the other side of it now, the Niners defense. You would think that if there was one unit they could uh, take Kelsey out of the game and make things a little more difficult to Patrick, make him trust all these receivers that we've kind of been on a week-to-week -week basis with. Uh, you think it would be the Niners' defense. So, uh, how, Fred how Warner. Fred <laughs> Warner. That's all I got to say. That man is – that man, him, Greenlaw, all those guys, they're fast, and I – they 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 know this team. It's it, This is nothing new. So it's going to be a situation, you know, they're going to look at when they've played them before – and they know that they're gonna force they're gonna force the Chiefs to go to those other options. They're gonna say, "Well, if you say you trust them, then you better start throwing to them because Kelsey's getting squat." And you know what? They're gonna put as many hats on Pachenko as possible. I think they're gonna try to make the Chiefs throw the ball. I think you have to. I think you stop Pachenko and you say, "All right, Patrick." If you're if you're the greatest of all time, like everyone wants and pleads to make you, here you go. You're throwing it 40 times a game, and you better hit your marks. Is um now when they played your Bucks, that your that defense gave Patrick fits. Now, granted, a lot of that was due to the fact that their offensive line was ravaged by injuries. So mm -hmm. uh, the, the the job by an already uh, extremely talented Bucks defense got a lot easier. Uh, mm -hmm. But with this Niners defense, are the Chiefs in a similar position where Patrick's going to have a lot of fits caused by the defense, or is it going to be a situation like we saw in the first half of this of this game against the Lions, where the offense kind of had their way a little bit? Oh well, here's the thing: the Chiefs' offensive line is great. That's if you know Tooney's going to be healthy and such. But this offensive line has a bad habit of you know false starts you know, um, and things of that nature. They've got to play a perfect game. And you've that that Niners line is, is something special. You got Bosa, Armstead. Um, you've got guys on there that are that are gonna come that are looking for Patrick and they're coming for him. And what's gonna happen is especially if it's a close game, there's probably gonna be a false start on the Chiefs. Might knock them out of field goal range. That's what almost happened to today in the game in Baltimore. 
that line isn't 100% foolproof. So it's going to be interesting to see, but that line is going to have to be on point because Bosa and the boys are coming. Uh, I don't think it takes too much reading between the lines to uh, assume you're uh, rooting for and picking the Niners. Um, but without the full next couple weeks to digest it, what would be your uh, your gut reaction as far as your final score? Ooh, final score. Wow. Wow. Uh, wow. 2724. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll keep it close. Like I'm not I'm not I don't think the Niners are going to blow them out, but I don't think I don't think the Chiefs are going to put up 30 plus points either. I don't We've seen what this Chiefs offense is. Like, literally, it would just have to be a perfect storm for, for the Chiefs to put up over 30 on this defense. So I would say 27-24. I could see that. And uh, what, is, what would that mean for Kyle Shanahan to get his comeuppance? <laughs> From a number of playoff failures of years past. <laughs> my, bro my Brock Purdy jersey's already ordered. I'm ready to go. No, no, no. No, but you never know. I've thought about it. I thought about it. I got to do whatever it takes, man. Whatever to, it takes. Well, you know, you have to replace that Aaron Rodgers jersey bet from the beginning of the season. Yeah, right, <laughs> man. I made that bet. Not even four plays in. Boom. Done. Like, wow. If that's all I had to do, man, I would have made more bets during the shoot. Well, man. No, that's wrong. But um, <laughs> that's wrong. But, no, I, I think it's going to be a great game. But I just – I. I don't, I don't trust the Chiefs, and I just feel this is the Niners. Year. This is it because we've talked about it, I, and I, I feel the Niners. This is they're the team of destiny. <laughs> All that we called, I think we called them that earlier in the season. We did. <laughs> Swift ain't running nowhere. I think there were like four. Was it four, four or five Taylor Taylor sightings today? Just yeah. ruining the game. Ruining the game, man. Don't worry. Don't worry. The Niners will handle it. Life will be good. She'll break up with them. She'll write a whole song about sports. It'll be great. It'll yeah. be good. I'm just sad that song will uh, debut uh, right at Valentine's Day. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe she's got one in the back pocket. She's shady like that, man. Drops it, drops it three days after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Conveniently. <laughs> you know, ex that's exactly what's going to happen. Watch. Watch. And it'll, we'll play that for our theme next season. And yes. they'll laugh at Travis and be like, that's what you get. And you'll never see another Travis Kelsey commercial for the rest of the, for the rest of his career. Well, we keep it convenient for you. If you missed the show or tuned in late, either catch the replay or uh, check it out Monday morning uh, for our audio recap on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, two weeks to digest Super Bowl 58. I lost track after, after 50. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but it's all blur letters l's and v's and ones and whatever bucks it's a McGee, super bowl bucks mcgee we're here super bowl i'm here two weeks away sure take us out there comes down to this i hung my hat and prayed that captain lamarca would do me justice but now i pray for brock purdy brock purdy taking down the chiefs Oh, Vegas. It's going to be a wild one, sir. I uh, can't wait. Two weeks to sit. It's always tough, but 
sure we'll have a lot enough to talk about and can't wait to have it happen.